0: Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. So it's a takeoff with Bongani and Nala live and direct from around the world. And right now we're speaking to Umbali uh, Tabashe from Wuhan, China. Mbali, welcome to Radio 2000.
1: Uh, good morning to you and your listeners.
0: Um, I think j- just, just give us the mood. Uh, what, what's the mood like in Wuhan, China right now? Are you guys still on lockdown? Are you at home right now?
1: No, uh, the city actually opened up on the eighth of April and uh, we are able to move around somewhat. It's not a complete freedom to move around as we see or as we are used to but we are at least not, you know, confined to the house as we have been to at the beginning of January.
0: What is the time there in China? How many how many hours are you ahead? Five. You guys are behind by six hours.
1: Okay. So it's just uh, Okay. Yeah, it's like twelve thirty. So,
0: yeah. So Mbali, tell us, what has your experience been like in China, even before the virus? Did you experience any racism?
1: Yeah, I'd really be lying. And unfortunately, at this moment, that's not what people would really want to hear. Because if you have a, a different experience, particularly as a South African, mm. it seems racism, as you said, is a trigger for South African. Mm. So if you come and you have a, a different experience, then people start believing that you're trying to protect um, you know Chinese people they because they pay you, and which is so bizarre because if racism triggers you, obviously it triggers me as well because I come from South Africa. Mm. But since I have been in in China, I got to experience Chinese people in a different way. I come from a hometown. My hometown is in, in in South Africa is and when the Chinese factory started. In fact, one of the places that had uh, you know Chinese people coming in mm. and working people, you know, through hours and working people in their factories and I had a certain, you know, perception of Chinese people before I came here. Yeah. Until I came here and, and started to realize that working hard is not something they expect from other nations, it's something they expect in general. This is what they do to them. They could not comprehend there's a place where people close down before the work is finished because yeah. this is how they do it here here you feel you, you go home when the work is finished not because the clock has, has hit a certain you know time so they had to adjust to the rules of south africa and there is something that the government obviously has to enforce But when you come to this kind of you know the world this is how we, we operate mm. because where, we, where they come from it is different you know, ball game altogether. But since I came here, I, I got to start experiencing things differently and understanding them as a people and understanding that they are kind people. So you so you hear certain things and you hear Chinese people are like this, but people are basing that on a number of experiences they've had with let's just say generally a hundred thousand, but China is made up of people more than a billion people. Yeah. And in the, the first city that I stayed in, I was the only black person, the only black person in that place. And how and were you never, treated? Not once did I. Not even once did I ever experience racism. In effect, you would find it funny that I use Google be Translate because of your hair. And do speak the language, and I thought that I did understand so much of it, so I use Google Translate. Yeah. Just to ask people. To, to help you even in the direction, you would find people abandoning where they were going just so they can take me where I'm going because I'm a foreigner and I need help. And they treated me like that and that has been my experience this days. We have been on lockdown and there's a point where we could not even leave the apartment forget the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my landlord would come, ring the bell, leave food acceptable for us. That's because she could not come into contact with us because obviously we're on lockdown social distancing, but she can't be doing leave the food outside and then send me a message. Mali, where,
0: where, where, where would you think we are getting this misinformation from? Do you think it comes from our own past uh, and maybe we are constantly looking for for, I guess, any triggers or any form of racism that we can call out because we still experience trauma in our own lives that we haven't <laughs> dealt with?
1: I think we, we have to, to understand that in any particular place, whether the general masses are not like that, you will always find idiots. Idiots exist anyway. If you yeah. just remember in South Africa uh, a couple of years ago there were xenophobic incidents, that mm. till this day we, as South Africans, abroad, uh, we live about have to apologise for because people I know whenever, know whenever you leave, yeah, leave Africans. You meet Africans and you get introduced the minute you say you're from South Africa, people change immediately. Because you guys? Like, oh, so you come from that xenophobic state. Mm. So when, when people get embraced, and, and when you get embraced, because there are people who are racist from a particular group, you cannot then attribute it to the entire nation. When people say South Africa is a xenophobic state, we know that's not true. We are not those kind of we, people. We also when, get very defensive. say South Africa... Exactly, and, and that's exactly where I was going. We also get defensive. So now when, when it, it, it happens in China and they hear that they are being labeled as, and and in this particular time of fighting a deadly pandemic, right now their priority really is not messing anybody's feelings, yeah. but to curb the virus. So when there is, and, and this is what I did because I never want to speak from the place of a Mm. I, I called different people who live in Guangdong, black people, and I called a white South African just to find out what's going on. And they told me everybody has to be tested. It's, it's not just black people, right? Yeah. And the truth that obviously we do not want to hear is that these things started, and, and this is exactly what I want to question South Africans on. If you, you do not want to go back to how this thing started then we don't want people to go back to how the xenophobic, you know, attacks started. Yeah. We run the risk of enabling the xenophobic state. But how it started is very important. China made a ruling, particularly in Guangzhou, which is a place where people come in and out from all over the world. Yeah. And when they start seeing places growing in, in Guangzhou, then they say... Everybody that comes in has to be quarantined for 14 days and has to be tested. Whether you've been tested before or not, you have to be tested. Now you have people, remember, in the social media, we also get, you know, the the conspiracy theories. where people say, no, if they bring the test and the mask, they are contaminated, they are trying to infect you. So you you find those people that thought they were being contaminated when they go get tested. So they didn't want to be tested. And then you find the second group, that have overstayed their visas. Now, if you have to go and get tested, you have to take your passport. So but your but if it's expired, delayed.
0: then you need to... Yeah.
1: Now, because, exactly. now, because of this, we find the third group of innocent people who are now the collateral damage because they, they are now being lumped up together. Anybody yeah. that is refusing to follow the rules because of their own personal beliefs, and j- then now it becomes a class issue that the don't want black people in China, not Bali, it's j- not just to wrap. So, we
0: from someone, Bali, just to wrap. So, from someone that is staying in Wuhan in China right now, what are you saying to the Africans? We need to calm down, and, and, and there is no. Ra- you have not an experienced any racism.
1: I have never experienced racism, not even once. I, I live in Wuhan, the epicenter of, of the virus, where it broke out. And I have been treated with absolute courtesy. And um, never have I once said to, to go and, and be seen as a black
0: person. Mbali, thank you so much for chatting to us um, and taking the time. The takeoff, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.